Sony. Hello, Canada. This is Tony here in Saskatchewan. Today's date remains March 13th, 2022. This here is a segment that Lewis and I had recorded actually on Friday the 11th, but then we're unable to continue with our show. So we got through this segment and then had to close. So we just thought we would add this on as a separate episode for today because we still had a full episode this morning and hopefully you've already listened to that. So please enjoy a little discussion we had about a group called NATO. Let's start with Canada and NATO. Yeah, because that's quite embarrassing to be Canadian after reading out, and this came from the National Post, and holy crap, we knew that Canada was underspending on its military commitments to NATO because NATO countries had a general agreement that they would spend 2% of their GDP on defense. And now with the situation in Ukraine, the rest of the NATO alliance is stepping up and making certain they're at that 2%. Not only is Canada only at 1.3% of GDP, we've left $12 billion on the table that was unspent for our military. Yeah, and what they're not spending money on is probably the most important things they should be spending money on besides soldier salaries. Yeah, those are, are, are pretty subpar. And the equipment, we are probably one of the most poorly equipped militaries in NATO. I was absolutely stunned when I read that Canada doesn't actually have any self-propelled artillery. So we're still fighting World War I that we will drag those big cannons out into the field and then we'll start shooting at the planes or whatever else. Yeah, in, it's... In 2022. Yeah, I mean, it's embarrassing. I mean, the fact that we can't resupply our own uh, ships at sea, we can't... I, I believe we can't even refuel our own airplanes in the air. Um, yeah, I mean, mean, we always have to hitch rides with the Americans when we're going to uh, uh, some foreign deployment. I mean, it's 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 embarrassing. I mean, even even the plane that Justin Trudeau flies on is is old and, and out of date and extension cords running all over on the floor. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And uh, you actually tripped my memory there. When, when we went to Afghanistan in 2001, we had to catch a ride with the Americans because we did not have a, a functional transport plane. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's so sad that I do not know why any Canadian joins the military at this point. Yeah, well, you're right. And, it's, uh, and even in the report, it says Canada is becoming increasingly isolated in the alliance. Now, we did a show months ago, and I remember we opened the show by thanking the United Kingdom for offering to patrol the Arctic waters for us because Canada, with the longest coastline in the world, doesn't have a single submarine capable of patrolling underneath the Arctic ice. No, I Canada. don't believe we have. I don't believe we have a submarine anymore, um, because I mean, do you remember the six that we bought from Britain that were used diesel subs, and uh, they all leaked? I do remember that. Yeah, 
And then when the one that, that we did get working caught fire. That's right. Uh, I mean, it's it's such a joke. I mean, we don't have we don't have a navy. I mean, our navy is so pathetic. And this is not an insult to the uh, to the members because they're our members are great, but the people it, it's it's an insult to our uh, equipment, to our to the people that are supposed to be outfitting our soldiers with the with the proper equipment and weapons are just not doing their job i mean look how long it's taking to get a flipping fighter jet yeah well actually on that topic prime minister harper had made a deal to get the f-35s and then Enter Justin Trudeau when he got elected immediately canceled that deal because that was harper's deal and we're going to get a different jet what are we getting now all the f-35s just many more years and mil- hundreds of millions of dollars in cancellation fees later. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's pathetic. And uh, on the Navy front now, I don't know because I haven't lived in Edmonton for almost 20 years, but when I used to go to West Edmonton Mall and they had the submarines that you could go around the mall with, I remember very distinctly, and Lewis, you probably saw this too at the mall, that there was this little sign in those subs that said, they can be refitted for, for naval use. And I thought, wow, West Edmonton Mall has more submarines than the Canadian Navy. Yep. Exactly. Because <laughs> they had five. So. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> now, the Navy, you're right, they don't have oh. a, a resupply ship of their own. And Mark Norman, when I think most Canadians know the name Admiral Mark Norman by now, because he got absolutely dragged through the mud by the Justin Trudeau government for the crime of getting a container ship refitted, repurposed, I should say, in order to serve as a a resupply ship until they could get their own commissioned. And he got fired for that. Yeah. I mean, it's... I don't know. I don't know what to say, man. I'm just... There's so much going on in our governments that I just don't even, I'm at a loss for words now. I mean, it's just, it's such a joke and the incompetence is unbelievable. Ah, but there's more. (laughs) Canada, who just happens to be, I, I shouldn't say possession, but the Northwest Passage does fall into our territory. I realize it's an international passage. Canada does not possess a single icebreaker to clear said passage. And Canada's Navy does not have any landing crafts or assault ships to defend said Northwest Passage if we did indeed have that icebreaker. And I feel so bad for the Navy because you'll remember there was the uh, Defence Pact not very long ago, the AUKUS, the Australia... New and uh, United States deal, and Canada was not even invited to to join this defense policy, which was meant to contain China, I believe. And when I read there in the uh, the article that it was due to Canada being seen as having a defense policy that was quote unconcerned with the health of the military end quote, I can't help but agree. No, me neither. I mean, how can, how can you? come to any other conclusion well exactly yeah and it's uh 
it's really sad because I have a funny feeling that that $12 billion that was unspent on the military is probably included in that 1.3% of GDP. And which means that we're spending, you know, likely 1.1 or 1.2% on the military. And it's, uh, well, it, it is, it's frankly, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing how much the liberal governments and not just the Trudeau government, liberal governments in general hate the armed forces. It's liberal governments typically that cut the armed forces spending and cut the size of our armed forces. And uh, we actually, I think, have more RCMP officers than we have soldiers in our military. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that number, but uh, but I mean, it's it's crazy, especially when you have a prime minister that praises the Ukrainians for arming their citizens to fight the Russians. Yet we won't even arm our military properly, and we're trying to take away our citizens' guns. Yeah, actually, on both of those points, you're right. We've decided to we to give arms to Ukrainians, and we need to. And in fact, there's enough volunteers that have joined the Ukrainian Foreign Legion that they actually have a Canadian battalion now. I'm I'm actually proud of that. But we gave our armaments to the Ukrainians, and as you pointed out in our last show, now we're going to delay replacing the World War One era pistols that our Canadian soldiers have. <laughs> Yeah, isn't that a joke? Is it ever, yeah. And then uh, on the disarming the citizens front, thank you for for reminding me that Marco Mendicino, and you've heard that name before, a public safety minister, has decided to dangle $1 billion in front of Canadian municipalities in order to bribe them to come up with their own handgun bans. Yeah, isn't isn't that um, typical of this government, eh? They... uh... They don't want to actually make the, the hard decisions, so they they say, this is what we want to do, now everybody else figure out how to do it. I mean, I mean we've talked about this before. They, do, they did that with, the, with pot, they've done it with uh, uh, all kinds of different things over the years, and now they're, they're, they're trying to pass off the handgun ban onto the provinces as well, or cities. And it's, uh, as far as I know, it's unconstitutional for cities to ban uh, guns because it's actually federal jurisdiction, I believe, not provincial. Well, yeah, and each province has a chief firearms officer, but even that is provincial. So I don't, I don't think the cities would have the authority for that. I, I actually don't know, but I, yeah. I can't see how they would have that authority. But I, I don't see how they, how anybody could possibly think that a handgun ban. Uh, is going to result in any less crime at all. I mean, we all know, because we're all, you know, free-thinking people, um, we all know that murder is already illegal. It is. Shooting people is already illegal. Whoa! And carrying a loaded handgun is already illegal. What? And yet those things all still happen and, but not with legally acquired handguns owned by licensed firearms owners. Well, exactly. And we, we've even, it was a, uh, was it the Ontario former chief firearms officer who had mentioned that the bulk of these crimes are committed by guns smuggled across the United States border? 
Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, so if the people who are actually, you know, in charge of overseeing firearms get it, why don't the people they work for get it? Because they're stupid. <laughs> that is the best way to put it. I mean, it, 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 it can't... I, I... I can't remember who said it, but you either chalk it up to malice or you chalk it up to incompetence. You said that. Well, no, I, I stole that oh, from okay. someone. <laughs> it's, it's a famous quote. I can't remember who said it. Um, but, yeah, you either chalk it up to malice or you chalk it up to incompetence. And it's like, if it's not malice, then it's incompetence. And if it's not incompetence, it's malice. And uh, so I... I don't know. I mean, it's just—it's—it's it's ridiculous what's what's going on right now. Oh, it's absolutely ridiculous. And uh, I, mean, I mean, and I tell people all the time. It's like like all these people that want to give the government more power over our lives, more responsibility over uh, over our lives. I'm like, take a look around. How many dumbasses do you see? Because those people are in government too. Yeah. Well, and uh, we said before on this show. I mean. Parliament is where 338 of the dumbest Canadians get together to tell the rest of us how to live. So uh, how much power do you want to give them? Exactly. I mean, we keep bringing you examples of dumb MPs and dumb politicians in general. So um, I know you get it, Canada, in our audience, but good Lord, we've got, to, we've got to stop letting these people actually think they have power. Exactly. All right. Well, let's talk about one of those dumbasses since we brought up Parliament. And that would be the chief dumbass, that being Justin Pierre Fidel Trudeau. Okay, Fidel's not one of his middle names, but uh, I knew you'd like that, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Justin Trudeau, in Europe, in Germany, actually, just a couple of days ago, made a speech to the German parliament where he said, and I'm paraphrasing here, I don't have the, the clip with me, he essentially said, we need to embrace diversity, and we need to embrace diversity of ideas, of thought, of opinions. We need to embrace people who don't think like we do and learn from them. And I had to stop and rewind that and play it again and thought, okay, so only a month ago, you were calling out some people in a freedom convoy, calling them a small fringe minority with unacceptable views and saying how unvaccinated people were racists and misogynists and these people in Ottawa were a bunch of Nazis hardly embracing or attempting to learn from them I, w I would think, Mr. Hypocrite Not only that he invoked the Emergencies Act to shut them down so they couldn't voice their opinions Yeah, good point, yeah, I mean uh, yeah. they were shut down for the crime of not thinking the way he did Yeah, hypocrites T totally, yeah. And in fact, Tamara Leach was held in jail for two and a half weeks on a charge of in of in uh, conspiracy to incite mischief. They, they had dropped the mischief charge. And again, she was held for two and a half weeks when she should never have been held for such a petty charge and because she didn't think the way the government thought. Yeah, exactly. Well, that and possibly a judge that was in conflict of interest. Yeah, well, it is kind of funny, and I have to hat tip to uh, Andrew Lawton for this on his show. He said, it's very ironic that a judge named Bourgeois took the uh, working class girl to school and put her in jail. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thought, yep, yeah, that's uh, that, that is that is pretty uh, pretty ironic. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us for that Canada. We hope that you enjoyed that little bonus segment that we were unable to include. We may even do more of that in the future. There is often shows where we will leave topics on the table because we just don't have time to discuss them in our under one hour format. So uh, thank you for joining us and perhaps you will see more of these soon. Good night, Canada. and Tony.